a podcast by Vision Point Marketing. Thank you for joining us at Vision Point Marketing as we present Rock and Roll, our higher education marketing podcast. Uh, with me today, we have Christian Jessup, who is the marketing manager for Vision Point, and Anna Chandler, who is our director of SEO and analytics here at Vision Point. Let's talk GA4. So we are, we are what, two months into this GA4 thing right now? How's it going so far? How how has the launch been? What do you what have you uh, both been seeing? What I've seen is that I think we made it through the launch push really successfully. A lot of higher education um, companies jumped on board. Right, we we got GA four covered. Um, I haven't seen any terrifying news stories of people completely lost in the dark and and no longer have an account, which is a huge success. At the same time, I haven't seen an enormous embrace of the platform either. Um, so I think everyone got to the point where like, okay, we, we created the account. We did what Google told us to do. Now what? And there's not really a clear answer for that. Now what? Um, and so that's what I've been trying to actually um, help people out with is just learning what the new platform looks like and what it does, because it is so, so different from universal analytics. You know, I worked in UA for close to a decade. And so I felt pretty comfortable with it. You know, I feel like if you asked me a question, I would either know the answer right away, or I would know where to go to find out. And I don't have that level of comfort and familiarity with GA4, of course, right? It's been two months. How could I? Um, but not only do I not know it as well, I also don't know where to go to find the answers as well, because it's so new for so many people and it's so constantly changing that we don't have clear answers to every single question yet. So I would say if, you, if you're out there and you have your GA4 account and you're kind of afraid of it, don't feel bad. You're not alone. <laughs> In that feeling, we're all in here together with a little bit of confusion trucking through. It is this strange paradox as a very rudimentary analytics user. GA4 is simultaneously easier to use and navigate, but also more frustrating. Um, like my first blush impressions just whenever I've needed to get on there for like vision points analytics has been, you know, some things are right there. It's much more easy to navigate, but also in the old analytics and universal analytics, there were things that I had learned how to do. There were like easy places that I knew how to go to get really specific metrics to find things that I really needed. And to honest point, I don't know where to go for that anymore. It's almost like they simplified the platform for rudimentary users like me, but that's also made it harder to find the more in-depth data that sometimes is really useful to have. So from my limited time in there and from my limited perspective of not being a power user, it's been easy to see some things, but also really frustrating that I can't find other things. And like Anna said, there's not many places to turn right now to get that help you even need to find it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the analogy I would give is the like Microsoft versus Mac of the early aughts, right? So if you bought a Windows machine there was a lot going on and you didn't necessarily know how to use it. But if you do know how to use it, you can do anything that you want, right? You can change absolutely every tiny piece of the computer. You know, you go to the Apple store and you get a Mac and it works immediately. You turn it on, you log in, you're good to go. Wonderful. 
But what if you need to change something? What if you don't like the way it looks? Well, that is blocked out to you. It is a complete walled garden. Um, and I think that's the change to GA4 is it's in some ways made things easier. You know, you open it, you log in, you have the five pieces of information you need. But what if you need more than that five? Well, too bad. You're SOL. I love that. That's a great comparison. That is a great comparison, honestly. But um, I'm wondering, like, looking forward with GA4, my first blush and, and just going through looking at a few GA4 instances is that in some ways, I think the data might be more accurate than it used to be. And I feel like, and and I would love to get your opinion on this, but I feel like it's a little easier to understand for non-analysts. Like if you weren't familiar with universal analytics, the 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 what, the insights uh, that are out there are a little bit easier to find, right? Because data is data, we're all drowning in data, but it's insights are, are the thing. And it does seem like maybe it's made insights a little bit clearer. Is that... Am I way off? Is that because that is definitely a layman's opinion at that point? Well, you know, that's such a great question. I honestly think I'm too deep in the soup to answer it correctly. Um, I, I want my deep data and I no longer know what it is to have the beginner mind. But I do think your question about the data accuracy is also a great one on one I can answer. Um, the way that universal measured data is different from GA4. So when I say it's totally different, not only does it look different, but it actually operates differently, right? Different OS to go back to that earlier metaphor. Because of that, there are ways in which GA4 can capture data that universal analytics simply didn't have, which can then improve accuracy, right? So as a big example, um, the way that Universal Analytics tracked you was with a specific cookie, right? Um, and Google is trying to get away from that cookie model as much as possible because the ecosystem of the entire internet is kind of shifting away from that model to offer better data security. So in then the old Universal Analytics model with your cookie, right? When I went to a website from a specific browser on a specific device that got registered to me, but if I go back on a different device or a different browser, it doesn't necessarily know that that new cookie, that new person is, is also still me, right? So they might think it's Anna one versus Hannah over here, Hannah two. With GA4, they have more complicated models that attempt to connect those people. And that's really important because the way that we interact with the internet is so fragmented nowadays, right? Like I don't go and sit down in front of my laptop and access a website and read everything and then decide I love it and submit an RFI and then wait five minutes and say, actually, you know what? I'm ready to apply, right? Let's, let's dive in. I'm going to enroll. I've got my semester built out. Okay, great. That that's not what's happening, right? I am on Instagram, on my phone. I'm looking at the website. I'm watching a YouTube video. I'm chatting with peers. It takes me months of research and a lot of interaction to finally decide that I'm ready to submit an RFI or apply. And because of that, um, if you have been tracking all that data and you think that those 10 touch points were 10 different people, yikes, right? If you know it's one person, now you can accurately model, here's where the person was, here's what they did, here's what we need to invest in, right? Instagram was fantastic for brand awareness, but you know what? That YouTube content, 
it didn't really pay off for like a cost per enrolled student. They watched it, but it, it wasn't really that informative. The website content though, gosh, that was huge. We really need to improve our program pages, et cetera. So GA4 can better model that that's that one person and then hopefully give you better data. I do want to say though, that it, it's hopefully model. It is guessing, right? So yeah. In, in some ways, guessing is very easy. Like I'm logged into Gmail on my computer. I'm logged into Gmail on my phone. It's pretty obvious I'm that same Google person, but it's not going to be perfect. It's always going to be guessing. And again, with the way that the ecosystem is fragmented, you know, it's not that one person is always using the same browser or device. So you could be getting data from actually multiple people, even though it looks like the same source, because like my kids are always stealing my phone to look up Minecraft questions, et cetera. You know, talking about my Spotify algorithm sometime. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. They ruin it. So you have to take that um, into account. But at the, at the end of the day, I do think that we can trust those user numbers for G4 better than we could for UA. That's fascinating to hear because from, from my experience, I noticed that shift. I was building my first report whenever GA4, the switch had officially happened. And I noticed that the data of users by state was drastically different. Um, there were users previously in universal analytics that I had seen in states that weren't even in the top five anymore in the switch to GA4. And at first I was a little confused by that, but I think hearing your explanation and after I'd researched a little bit as well, it's interesting to see how GA4 is actually taking a completely new approach to how it's identifying those users. So that explains a difference in that, that report data that I've been seeing after the switch. It's so powerful that Google actually thresholds your data for it. So there may be an instance where you're logging into GA4 and you want to see some data. Maybe you want to know what social media platforms paid off for these RFI forms, for example. So you go into your event report, you pull up your RFI form data, you apply that source medium to see where's the source of the person, right? And it says nothing. It gives you zero data. It, it blanks it out. If that happens, it's because you have um, fewer than 50 counts. And so Google has thresholded it for you and actually gives you a little warning when that happens. If you scroll up to the top, you'll see a little triangle uh, exclamation mark. Um, because there are so few people, Google's worried about privacy and security issues. So it says, oh, we're not going to give you that data. Now, if you're working with like hundreds of thousands of information, pieces of information, this will never come up, right? So if you're looking at page views for your program pages, don't worry about it. But if you are testing something very small, like you just launched a new channel and you're wanting to see how it does, that can be a really frustrating limitation. There is a way around it. Um, in the GA4 admin, you can reset your modeling behavior to be more strict, more UA device-based, right? Like per, per cookie versus this new model. Um, and that way it'll give you all of the information back. Um, again, now it's, it's device. So it might not be perfect. That might be one person on two different devices, but at least you have the data, which is better than nothing. Um, which is one of those, I think, frustrating quirks of GA4 that the platform doesn't really make clear. It doesn't tell you that when you log in, when you don't see the data, right? You have to know about this one specific report really buried in the admin. Um, 
And so it's that kind of information I've been trying to give people for like GA4 walkthrough so that they can navigate these type of changes, which speaking of, we actually have a GA4 walkthrough coming up in a couple of weeks. We do. It's pretty exciting. Hopefully, like I said, able to offer more of those in the future. So, well, if you'd like to keep the conversation going, we are on uh, all the socials and can be found just by searching on Vision Point Marketing. We can also be found at visionpointmarketing.com um, and shoot us an email, info at visionpointmarketing.com. So once again, I'm Dana Crookshank from Vision Point Marketing. Thank you for joining us for today's installment of Rock and Roll.